Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast. A podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each WrestleMania one at a time. All you wrestling maniacs, all you nostalgia holics and hardcore members of the IWC, and all you casual fans who like your pro wrestling on the TV, thank you for downloading the WrestleManiacs podcast bonus episode. My name is Alex Ketchum, and as always, I'm here with the man with the plan, Mr. Bob Wick. Bob, how you doing? We're going to get down tonight, baby! Indeed we are, Bobby. (laughs) Indeed we are. just watch Ric Flair. I'm I'm feeling it. Feeling it. (laughs) And the captain of Keeping It Real, Jake Russell. Jake is not here today, unfortunately. He is going to be, he is practicing for Frosty, a sketch show that's going to be playing at Go Comedy on December 11th and 12th, 18th and 19th, on the Thursdays and Wednesdays of those days. Yeah, you get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Get your tickets at gocomedy.net, not.com, and uh, check out your your boy Jake doing his thing on stage live gonna be good i'm looking forward to it amber yeah. actually won some tickets to that show oh for real yeah so we're gonna go check it out okay that's cool it's yeah. a good show uh they did it last you know, a couple years ago and it was uh, it's fantastic and i think they're updating it and doing some different things so i'm really excited to see what they did cool cool yeah. i'm looking forward to seeing it for the very first time yeah anything else going this week you know we did see the uh we had survivor series survivor and series uh, nxt takeover and i gotta say i actually like this survivor series a lot Better than some of the recent ones. Um, I think adding the third brand in there kind of gave it a new feel. And I liked it. I don't know. You could tell like the younger guys were pretty trying to impress. There was some. Yeah. Yeah. This one had a lot of heart. A lot of a lot of really cool new things. Uh, Unfortunately, just it's like the best problem to have. There's so much wrestling now. And now that they switched up when SmackDown, it it really screwed up my schedule. my, My wrestling watching schedule. And I just... Unfortunately, don't have enough time for NXT. I'm, I'm going to make some time now because I saw some really cool stuff this weekend, and I really, I just like the, the what they're doing over there. Yeah, NXT is great. Um, I haven't seen. I've kind of lost a little bit of the watching it since they started putting it on Wednesdays against uh, AEW. Uh, but before that, I used to watch it on the network pretty regularly, and there's a lot of great guys. Velveteen Dream might be my favorite current pro wrestler. Him and Samoa yeah. Joe, probably. Uh, I like the bro style guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Riddle? Yeah, uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah. The original I just like bro. The, yeah. When we saw him live, I just fell in love with that bro. <laughs> <laughs> A bro, bro, bro. <laughs> yeah. He, he's he's really good. And I think yeah. he, like, he's a, like everybody likes him. But I think one day when he changes to like a bad guy he's gonna it's gonna be awesome with that attitude that casual bro yeah. attitude is a bad guy the conflict be, in that yeah it's gonna be wonderful the contrast um yeah. it's gonna be very annoying when he wants it to be you know <laughs> definitely definitely but yeah so we went back in time though for a november tradition from the wcw era or nwa era of the jim crockett promotions to starcade version one 1983 a flare for the gold. Yeah, for you, for all those listening home, you might notice that this is a bonus episode. Uh, because, yeah, Jake's not with us. Bonus, 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 bonus. Bonus. Uh, because, unfortunately, again, Jake is at the, at the theater rehearsing, and he really wants to do WrestleMania 10, and we wouldn't do it without him. So we're going we're gonna to drop this today. Uh, we're going to drop this one this week. 
And then next week we'll bring you WrestleMania 10, which is going to be awesome. We're going to have the guests. We're going to have Jake back. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm really looking uh, forward so to it. We appreciate your your patience and uh, have, just just wait for it. It's going to be good. It's going to be worth the wait. Yeah. And what's wrong with an extra bonus episode? You know, we'll an give you your money what? back. All right. An extra what? Bonus. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's not as fun when somebody's doing it to you. <laughs> I is, like it, but I can see how kind of it is. It, it is fun. fun. It's a fun thing. It's fun to say that. <laughs> uh, so we watched two matches, right? We watched uh, the famous dog collar match with Roddy Piper, yes. and Greg the Hammer Valentine, and then we also watched the main event where Flair is kind of it's wins his second NWA World Title against Harley Race, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit more first. Let's talk about the dog collar match. Wow. I've never seen this match. I've heard about this match, but this is the first time I've seen it. And I can see why people still talk about this match. It was incredible. Yeah, I saw it um, a a couple years ago, I think I watched it. And I just remember there being a lot of blood and Piper bleeding from the ear. Um, So did a little bit of research on it. This was like a big, long feud between him and Greg the Hammer Valentine uh, for the Jim Crockett. years. And earlier that year... uh, Hammer won the U.S. title from Piper by hitting him in the head and the side of the head with the bell. Oh, you guys are friends now? He's going to use his first name? Greg the Hammer Valentine <laughs> hit Roddy Piper. And you son of a bitch. My buddy Hammer. <laughs> the Hammer. Not the MC, but the soon-to-be sad man. They're, oh. they're both sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, yeah. But he beat Piper with the bell. And like so, that, and that actually did injure his ear. He lost seventy five percent of his hearing in that ear, according to one article from that bell shot. So they used that as like an angle, and had this match. They wanted to have a really brutal match, so they came up with the dog collar match. And I thought they only did it one time, but apparently after this Starcade, they had to do it in every town in the Carolinas territory. So they did it about forty times, just beating the times. hell out of each other with that chain. Good lord. Uh, Piper he would like just, just be w- wake up and stuck to the pillow from the blood from his yeah because it'd be drain yeah it would yeah. drain out. Uh, also like Piper's like yeah like when when I bought like he's talking he talks about buying his own his own chain and stuff like that's <laughs> that's what like Crockett is not pro- pro- providing you a chain and a collar you gotta go out and buy your own sir yeah right <laughs> like it's backyard wrestling. Uh, so he's like, yeah, bring your own props. I, got, I had to find one that was comfortable, so I lined mine with uh, lined both of them with uh, uh, was it sheepskin, sheep sheep's skin? wool, yeah, sheep's wool. And by the, the the third or fourth match, their their necks were just bright red because they were breaking out because of you know he got wool just scraping against there. Ugh, that just makes me uncomfortable thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, what was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking he had to wear a human collar. Yeah, I guess so. But. <laughs> That's just, I mean, it, it's, it's fun. It's a funny part of this match, but I mean, that the, the match itself though was brutal, right? Oh man, I mean, this whole event was brutal. There was, there were the mat was covered with blood before the this even started. And this is like the probably the sixth or seventh match, and yeah, I mean, Jake would say it looked dirty, and it was dirty. It was there dirty, was yeah. I'm assuming that's from the Abdul the Butcher Carlos Cologne match because I don't think they can have a match where they don't bleed, uh, you know, the Puerto Rico style. So there's going to be blood there. Uh, but this match, Piper bled from the ear, hammer bled uh, from the top of his head. 
They, I liked the psychology though. At the beginning, they started like, like you know, pulling, Opposing, yeah. yeah, pulling back from each other, and then kind of went in, used the chain, and built up a little bit of the tension, and then they finally started using the chain to beat the living crap out of each other. And you could, uh, I mean, it, you could see the whelps on them because they weren't used to swinging this thing around, and it was a heavy. Look, it was a thick chain. It was a real, yeah, yeah. I forget what kind of chain we called it, but it was like. One for like logging or something. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, and man, they were trying to be careful as or as careful as they could be. But man, but you're swinging a chain. Like, how careful can you be? <laughs> like, <laughs> Good point. And make it look real at the same time. Yeah. Like, that's. <laughs> and the punches they threw, just the regular like wrestling punches. Man, they were laying it in. Uh, yeah, there was a there was a moment halfway through the match where. Uh, Ronnie uh, Piper just like like through these combos like it looked yeah I mean he is he is like a, a an actual boxer and they, they look it was incredible yeah they, yeah he started jabbing uh, yeah then then do like hooks and stuff like yeah it was great uh, I, I really thought that Piper got his ear injured in this match because that's I mean it was so believable and like, swinging that chain around you can imagine. And then, of course, yeah. hammers laying it in. If you catch you in the side of the head, could pop your eardrum. But well, that's the other thing. Like he did injure his ear, and then it seemed like part of the the story they're telling is hammer always goes for the ear now. So, like, I wonder. I wonder if they they probably switched ears. You know, like if he injured the right, you know, hammer would go for the left. Like, I would think so, but you know. Who yeah. knows? The '80s. They're they're playing with blood. <laughs> yeah, and they were both really young too. Yeah, yeah. And Tony Schiavone was as well. Man, he looked like he was 22, he, 23 in this thing. He looked like someone's little brother had grabbed the microphone. <laughs> Which was another thing. Like watching watching this event, uh, the Starcade, made made really made me appreciate some of the WrestleManias we watch and just like how far we've come in. Like. Recording audio and camera angles and yeah, laser laser effects. <laughs> oh, that, that was horrible. Yeah, um, the yellow microphone that looked like a kid's toy did not work, and so they had they had to talk over Dusty Rhodes cutting a huge promo, and it it looked like a bad dubbing of like a like a Japanese movie or something. And then there was this interesting angle where it was like from the ceiling pointing right down to the match when you can't really see anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting inside the cage. Oh, uh, it was yeah. It was a, so yeah. the overall match was really fun to watch. It, there was a lot of good back and forth. Um, uh, but yeah, there was a great spot where towards the end, uh, they're both bloody exhausted. Hammer gets him in a sleeper, and of course they do the, the, the three arm gimmick where you know, he he fights it off at three, but he wraps the chain around his fist and he starts as he starts to pass out and fall. He just swings his fist backwards and catches Hammer, so they both go down. And I thought that was that was really good. And then I guess the ending, Piper just started wailing on him with the chain, and then wrapped his legs up in the chain and got the pin. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of like a not exciting ending. It, I mean, yeah, the ending was not as like yeah the final fall like, while while believable and realistic, it was not that exciting. Yeah, great build up, crappy ending. Yeah, but. They did enough. Hell of they, a did, match. They, they did enough. I'm, all I'm leading not complaining. Up to that. I'm yeah. still getting a match of ten. So <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, I can see why people still talk about it, and it was probably yeah. the foundation they, of ECW. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry to whine. They lost eight quarts of blood, but the pin was horrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we uh, went on to <laughs> the famous 
Flair Harley uh, Harley Race match. So Flair main event, baby. Flair is he lost his world title to Harley Race earlier that year, and Flair being the protagonist or the you know the good guy in this one is kind of different for me. I'm not used to seeing him that way, but he did a good job. And leading up to it, Harley Race had avoided Ric Flair, didn't want to have a rematch, and so finally he puts out a bounty on Ric Flair's head in this famous promo. If there's anything on the face of the earth that would ever push me to do what I'm going to do right now. But Flair, you have pushed me as far as you're going to push. Right here is $25,000. And it goes to any human being that can eliminate Ric Flair from wrestling. Take a look at it, Paul Jones, you and your whole entourage of people, Dick Slater, Kabuki. There's <laughs> a list. It goes on and on. So the Undertaker's out. Hardy had a little hard time with his list there, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Ric Flair. Uh, kabuki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the list goes on and on. He sounds so proud they remembered. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hardy Race could cut some good promos, and he was like the really a well-established champion. I liked the angle. They, I think Bob Orton Jr. and somebody else jumped Flair, and there was a an angle where he had to retire because of the injuries. Like, so they actually tried, you know, to take the bounty. And then this is, was Flair's big comeback. Uh, and that the whole Starcade was based Flair for the gold, you know? So mm, let me a little foreshadowing there. And Flair does, they go in the cage and they have Gene Konitsky, former NWA world champion and actor and Canadians greatest, Canada's greatest athlete as he used to be billed is the referee. And he is heavily involved. And it's kind of like the old school cage match. They, they, there's no escaping. You got to win inside, and they just got real bloody and beat the shit out of each other as it well. Was, it was a really good match. I really like the pace. They start off a little bit slow, uh, a lot of uh, ground and pound, like chain wrestling, and then it just progressed until they were destroying each other and absolutely exhausted in the mix. It was, it was a really good match to watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, the, the lasers beforehand were a little off. Oh, yeah, Flair's entrance was absolutely... I mean, it might have been interesting in the actual um, arena, but yeah, if, if you're watching this on... Well, of course you're watching this. When you're watching this on the network, you see just darkness. You hear Flair's music. <laughs> uh, the fucking disco ball. A disco ball appears. <laughs> just one little disco ball on top in of the In an building. arena, like... <laughs> They're asking too much from a disco ball. <laughs> uh, and then you pointed out, like, I think they're doing a laser show. Like, you can't see it. 
No, <laughs> they couldn't at all. They didn't have any, like they had smoke for flares at flares feet, but not in the ceiling. So there was yeah. nothing for the laser to bounce off of. Uh, I mean, and this is like when they first started doing laser shows. So it's not like they were making pictures or anything. You could tell it's just like, you know, here's a laser. <laughs> we got lasers now. Welcome to the eighties, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, here's a laser. Lights up. You see a, uh, smoke come out of the, uh, the locker room, here comes Flair, and then the music stops. So there's this long walk <laughs> through it's the silence. Yeah, there's women kissing him and people patting him on the back. It's really crowded. And then he gets to the end and he has to go over the barricade to get to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> just not. It's yeah. just, uh, it's, yeah, they, they should have had a rehearsal. They should have been more like Jake. Skip their podcast, have a rehearsal, make sure you can see the lasers when you're recording. Mm-hmm. No window <laughs> walk sure, in, walk out. Make sure that flimsy-ass That barricade. barrier served no purpose. Man, during the Piper uh, uh, match, he threw his opponent into, uh, Craig the Hammer into the, the barricade, and it slid a good four feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure during the cage match, the crowd just pushed the barricade up to the cage. Yeah. So, <laughs> They could use it as a stepping stone to climb in if they wanted to. It uh, race comes out and that, you know, like you said, it was a great pace match. Uh, I love like the you know the the grinding the face into like the the mesh and all that. And Flair had like it was dramatic. Like they had the bloody face and like the hair and everything. He had the long hair then, so the blood was in the hair. It looked really good. Uh, I don't know. Like it was. I didn't get how Gene Konitsky kept breaking things up in the ropes. It didn't make any, there was no rhyme or reason. It's a, it's a cage match. I thought anything pretty much goes in a cage match. Yeah. Um, apparently it wasn't just anything. Was, the rope break was still enforced. In, in Konitsky was doing his own thing the entire time though. He was fun. He was fun to watch. Yeah. He looked like someone's stepdad. He was in there with his like Sears shirt, <laughs> pack of cigarettes in the pack front, of cigarettes in the front pocket. Uh, I, like oh. someone woke him up, like, oh, you got to go to the ring. Why? We need a ref. Uh. <laughs> Today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll give you 20 bucks. All right. All right. Fucking good owner. Every time I try to take a goddamn nap, these kids are with me. I used to be the champion. Bullshit. Uh, Trying to watch Highway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> That's what kids that's evil. You gotta quit doing that. I'm gonna keep laughing. <laughs> you got it's a like Harley race that's throwing a lot of headbutts. Um, and I mean, I and ever since like somebody like mentioned like the bad Santa kid in Harley race, like I can't get that out of my head. Because he <laughs> does look like the father of like that kid from Bad Santa. And maybe he is. Who knows? Then he uh, eventually, at one point in time, I'm pretty sure he headbutted Ric Flair right in the penis. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean his lower abdomen? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the lower yeah, abdomen. You can't be just headbutting guys in the dick. My day, we didn't headbutt dicks. We even had dicks back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, but Flair actually, you know, Flair fires up and gets the uh, he headbutts the referee as well, and down goes Kanitsky, and Kanitsky's trying to get up on all fours. Ric Flair climbs the top rope and actually jumps off. He's yeah. not thrown. And it's the only time I've ever seen him actually jump off. On purpose. <laughs> Hits the crossbody. Uh, 
Harley Race falls over the referee who's on yeah. all fours like a schoolboy. And it looked like, yeah, it looked like when a kid gets bullied. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was a kind of an interesting right. cool, cool way to do it. And then the referee rolls over and counts the uh, the pin, and Ric Flair is, <laughs> I'm going to count to three. Two. It was a slow count. Um, three. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's surprisingly accurate. It, I liked the finish, and I, I get. I, I, I'm also surprised that Ric Flair. No wonder everybody ran up there and threw him off because if he jumped, that's it. Yep, it was over. Nobody's ever kicked over. out of the crossbody. He's one. He's one for one. If he hits it, it's done. And then there's a big celebration where a bunch of guys I've never seen in my life and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat come in. <laughs> yeah, one guy looked like a pimp. Yeah, like a, yeah. It looked like. Like uh, extras from the Regal Beagle from Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Ric Flair's wife at the like, which I don't know, wife number one, I guess, comes in the ring and like he gives a nice promo that was emotional and it felt real, you know. Yeah, and it probably was. I mean, it was probably somewhat like a little bit real. This was his yeah, second I, title reign, right? Yeah. Ric Flair is great on the mic, but I wouldn't call him a fantastic actor. Uh, but like, yeah, that he he got choked up. Yeah. And I mean, it was kind of a passing of the torch, really. And this was the first time Flair had the title. He didn't have it very long, and there was every, people said it yeah. wasn't like a successful run. So this kind of built him back up, and yeah. from here on out, sixteen-time world champion, baby. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, as far as I can can remember, I cannot think of a, a Ric Flair where he mentions the greats where he doesn't bring up Harvey Reese. And yeah. this is this moment definitely solidified that, and you know you can you see there was a lot of respect there. Yeah, and Harley Race, real life badass, used Total to go to badass. bars and like just look for a fight and win. Yeah, they, they all those stories about him going in and like knocking the quarters off the pool table and putting his money down. Like he, I got next. He's built like a bear. Yeah, <laughs> take my quarter, sir. <laughs> all right. Somebody you do not want to mess with. No, definitely not. And like, yeah, there was. A, Cool moment to go back and relive. I, I really I enjoyed it. Like the, the the as always with some of the NWA and WCW stuff. Production was never, in theory, it was there, but like the yeah. execution it, and production it, was not. It great. was very much like the high school AV club helped them out. <laughs> yeah, and the background for the the announcers. I think it was the local drama teacher painted them like a nice, oh, yeah. nice backdrop. <laughs> yeah, that was that was embarrassing. Starcade in gold. That glitter on it, man. <laughs> Macaroni. Their, their backdrop was just like a piece of cardboard with. <laughs> yeah, it looked like this. Yeah, science fair. Science yeah, the fair science thing. fair. Yeah, the trifold. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ric Flair, that was his big push to the uh, to the start, and I thought they did a good job with it. Next up will be Dusty Rhodes taking on Ric Flair, baby. He wanted the neck. He wanted the winner. Whoever gonna come gonna find Dusty, the bull of the woods. But I'm also glad we watch this just because eventually we're we're gonna catch up and we're gonna we're gonna run out of WrestleManias. I think think we at that point we either switch to Starcade or maybe King of the Ring or something. But I'd be down to watch because I'm like when, where I grew up, we didn't have WCW or you know that I don't think it was available. Uh, so I was always a New York guy. So this would be educational and see where my dude's coming from. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in WCW we can go back and hit up. And speaking of hitting up, it's about time for me to head on out. So until next time, I'm Alex Ketchum. And Bob Wick. 
and we'll be going for the leg. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. We want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows or however you get your podcast or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.